Welcome to the Facility Dude Podcast. Here's your hosts, Bob, Papa Dude Bittner, and Tony Butler. Hey, welcome back, everybody. This is episode five of the Facility Dude Show. Uh, I'm here with Papa Dude. Papa Dude, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing great, Tony. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, you know, it's, it's getting a little cold outside, and, and I can't believe it's already November. I had to scrape frost the other morning. Did you? <laughs> yes, sir. It's been kind of crazy. So we're going to go ahead and jump into the episode. Uh, we got an email from one of our listeners, and I'm going to read that to you. It's from Steve in North Carolina. He says, hey, Tony and Bob, I've been listening to your podcast. Great job. Uh, listening to your latest one reminded me of a lecture I heard one time. The speaker said that the most powerful words you can use when you're trying to get people to buy in is to say, what do you think? It makes them feel like they're part of the process and not just following orders. I always enjoy talking with you guys. Keep those podcasts coming. Steve, thanks for the feedback. Please keep it coming, everybody. Yeah, we really enjoy uh, hearing from uh, the folks that are listening to us. And uh, we've got, we know you've got some great ideas and great thoughts out there, so keep them coming. So, Bob, for Episode 5, I know one of the things that, that we've been talking about and kicking around is um, the, the weather's changing. And so as the weather changes, what does that mean for energy? I know that becomes a, a hot topic of discussion. Uh, tell us a little bit about your experience with, uh, with season changes and, and how you deal with that when it comes to energy management. Well, it seems that uh, almost every winter when, you, uh, when it starts to get cold, and we've got some big storms brewing up north right now, pushing some really cold air down upon us, and uh, everybody's concerned about how much uh, electricity they're going to spend, how much gas they're going to spend, and it's getting close to uh, the end of the year and people are watching their budgets. And so uh, uh, energy is one area that they really take a look at. And, uh, you know, in, in trying to understand uh, what energy uh, is all about and the use of energy and the cost of energy, there's an old saying that I just hate. It says, uh, <laughs> you can't measure what you don't uh, what you don't know. And uh, I, I don't like cliche uh, sayings, but I don't know how to say it any other way than that. <laughs> but uh, so looking at and understanding your utility bills and your utility spend is very critical. Definitely, because then at least if you're paying attention, you're seeing what you're using, the cost, um, then you at least have an idea of, of your energy consumption and usage for your facilities. That's right. And you know, there's kind of two different ways to look at it, Tony. Uh, the energy manager often will look at it from a BTU standpoint. Uh, or I, to, to make the number a little smaller, we go by KBTUs per square foot to measure it. And that's kind of an, a standard that's uh, uh, widely known in the energy field. But when we look at people from the finance office and other people, they're really concerned about dollars and cents. And even in our own home budgets, that's what we look at. How much is it costing me? Um, but to, to normalize things, we do put things in uh, KBTU standards so that we can bring gas and electricity and all of our fuels into one common platform to know how much we're actually spending uh, for those different things. But then also we look at dollars and cents about how much we're spending per square foot uh, on all of our utilities. Well, I know that's the language a lot of our, um, our C-suite, our, our managers, that's the language they speak. So going back to episode three when we talked about speaking their language, um, that's one of those things they're definitely going to understand are, are those dollars and cents. Exactly. Particularly uh, if you're going into a, a, a CFO and you're uh, talking about KBTUs per square foot, he, he or she really does not care about that. Uh, they, they may care about the explanation 
and how you come to that, but really the bottom line is how much is it going to cost. And when we get down to, to looking and managing at utilities, cost and dollars spent is really uh, very important to, uh, to organizations. Well, I know uh, definitely one of the largest expenses uh, for many budgets is the energy spend. Is that right? Yeah, that's, that's correct. Uh, usually it's in the top uh, three or four line items in an uh, organization's budget uh, is the amount of energy that they use. And I think we, uh, if we look at some best practices uh, about uh, uh, managing your energy data, and we're going to look at kind of a high level today, some future webcasts, we're going to dig into to some other things. But looking at some best practices uh, of benchmarking, knowing your data, uh, knowing what the, the bill says, uh, knowing what you're doing, and oftentimes I know it's hard to get, uh, get that data. That's right. I know uh, I talk to a lot of folks who have a hard time getting that data from the accounting department. Sometimes it's difficult um, uh, to get it all in one specific database or one to one specific person. So sometimes it's every department gets their own utility bill sometimes. Um, so, so anyways, it's very difficult to gather that information, and I know I've heard that story. I know it's uh, important to uh, have that communication again, mm-hmm. uh, maybe with accounts payable, of why you need that data, why a facility manager or the energy manager needs that data, and, and on a timely manner. Uh, a lot of times things may be going uh, awry in your facilities and uh, energy is being wasted, and if you don't get that bill until uh, two or three months later, you may have spent thousands and thousands of dollars uh, unknowingly and wastefully. Well, I think if we help folks understand the actual impact that it could have, like you mentioned, wasting thousands of dollars just because we didn't have access to basic information, um, the impact that that actually makes on our organization and our budget, um, I think when they realize what that is, uh, they're more willing to cooperate, bring you that information when you need it in a timely manner. You know, and getting the, uh, getting the information in a usable format and tracking it. There's a lot of tools out there. We provide a tool, but there's a lot of tools out there in the market space today of uh, managing your utility data. Uh, we'd be glad to help any clients do that, but there's also uh, understanding and managing uh, against a benchmark uh, of your type of facility. I know that uh, Energy Star that's provided by uh, the government is a uh, tool that's well recognized out in the industry as a benchmarking place to to know how your building is doing against somebody else's building. Definitely. And don't just look at dollars per square foot and overall cost of that facility, but uh, keep in mind KBTUs per square foot, even demand per square foot. There's other ways that you can benchmark that data that's going to really help you to to find other areas of opportunity. Because if we're just looking at dollars per square foot, it doesn't tell you the whole story. Right. And... uh, you know, we're going to, in another session, we're going to talk about uh, using meter uh, real-time data on how to man- help that manage. That's another piece of it. Today, we're just really going to focus on the utility bill and, and managing it through that. But I think another uh, area that you really need to look at is your building. How is that building used? How is it, uh, how is it utilized uh, throughout the week? Is it a 24 by 7 operation? Is it uh, Monday through Friday? Is it uh, 7 a.m. to 11 p.m.? Or what is, how is it really used? Because that really makes a difference in what you're benchmarking against, how much you're using, uh, and really the whole story about that building. So when people start showing up uh, to the facility, how late they work in the facility, on top of what systems 
as a facility manager, understanding what systems are in that facility and what's being utilized. Correct? Right, right. And a lot of times, even uh, uh, in the past, people won't take into consideration holidays. They'll just run the building uh, on Thanksgiving Day. we got Thanksgiving coming up here in a few weeks, and uh, they'll just run a building through Thanksgiving like uh, it was occupied. And just because somebody didn't go in and change the setting, uh, maybe on their building automation control system or something else, in order to do that. Definitely, definitely a bad practice there. You got that right. Also, uh, what kind of systems do you have in your building, and what kind of utilities are is feeding your building? Are you using natural gas? Are you using propane? Are you using fuel oil? Uh, do you have dual fuels? Can you take advantage of savings at different times uh, of the day or the year uh, for those? I know when uh, when I was uh, at the local school system, we had a, a particular power rate that uh, we could apply to uh, any account that we could reduce the uh, energy spend by 70% over a three-month period. So we took things like sports field lighting, and we would put them on that different uh, rate, and we would actually lock out the sports field lighting from the end of football season till uh, softball season started, which was really usually about a three-month period. And we saved almost eighty thousand uh, dollars just shutting our sports field lighting off because of just knowing what our buildings were and the usage outside and the the rate structures that could be taken advantage of. Eighty thousand dollars is a tremendous amount of money to be able to save just by taking one simple step like that. Yep. And you, how many other steps? Or I'm sure that was just one thing that you did in conjunction with several other uh, actions to save money. Well, a lot of things that we did uh, and, and that uh, building owners can do is knowing your building systems, as I just said uh, a little bit ago. Uh, and really, do you have a chiller? Do you have boilers? Do you have rooftop units, uh, DX units, and how all those things are controlled? Uh, it's really important just to understand the types of systems you have, how they can be managed, how they can be turned on and off. And, uh, you know... I think one of the very basic best practice that we can get into is the best way to save energy is to turn it off. <laughs> there's uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of talk today about how uh, even within the energy code about occupancy sensors in rooms, which are all great features to add. And uh, but the best way when somebody leaves a conference room is just to reach over and turn the the switch off. I, it's a it's a a, a human intervention and a practice that we really get, need to get people uh, focused on about how much it costs for energy and their role and their impact that they can have in saving energy. So behavioral change, uh, just remembering the, to turn off the lights, cut off your monitor when you leave the office, or cut off your computer. Uh, maybe even I know one of the things, even at my home, is just unplugging uh, the, the cord that I use to charge my cell phone. Something as small as that, that we have to be conditioned or we have to know that it's making an impact on our energy use and energy spend. Well, I, uh, I have to confess, Tony, some mornings <laughs> I go down and I have uh, forgotten to turn off my Keurig machine. <laughs> so uh, in the morning, it, the hot water is ready, but I've been heating it all night long <laughs> at, uh, at a cost. So uh, there's little things like that throughout our organization's and the coffee pots and the little fans and the space heaters, all those things that uh, we have in our office spaces and throughout our facilities have an impact on how much we uh, pay for utilities. 
Earlier we were talking and you, you mentioned uh, you had a suggestion for letting the occupants in a facility actually understand what it costs to operate that facility in terms of energy costs. You know, you know, I think that's a, a great point, Tony, because a lot of times people just don't even know how much it costs. Mm-hmm. What does it cost to have this? And I used to uh, use an illustration when I was at the school system. We had uh, a lot of our schools were tiled by 12 by 12 tiles. So a 12 by 12 tile is a square foot, obviously, and that's kind of the measurement that we use around uh, the energy space for measuring either KBTUs or cost per square foot. And I used to say, if you drop a penny on a floor, one floor tile, are you going to bend over and pick it up? I saw something the other day that said uh, pennies now cost uh, the U.S. taxpayers $55 million to uh, manufacture above the value of the penny. <laughs> and uh, so a penny is worth less than a, or more than a penny actually to produce. But uh, uh, many times we won't bend over and pick it up. I was recently at a conference uh, with a bunch of energy managers and engineers and professionals, and I, uh, just as a test, I dropped a penny on the floor. Uh, to see if anybody would bend over and pick it up. And no one picked it up. But if we have pennies all over the floor on every floor tile, and that's just one penny, uh, I bet that building would get really clean that night for somebody to go in there and clean all those pennies up because it would make a big difference. I'd get a broom. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And sweep fast right that's before right. anybody else got to it. You know, there's a lot of other technologies out there also, uh, building automation systems that are not being utilized completely that uh, a lot of times schedules will be set, and then the usage of the facility will change. And maybe they were running a Monday through Saturday operation, and then all of a sudden they cut back to, to uh, five days, but the schedule now never got shifted. Maybe they were working 12-hour days, and now it's shifted back to 10 or 8 hours, and the schedules never get changed. I think it's a great idea. Uh, just recently read an article about a nighttime walkthrough and a weekend walkthrough. Oh, yeah. Walk through your building late at night. Uh, see what's on. See what's left on. See what's running. Look at the logs. And people so often don't utilize their building automation system the way they ought to to capture and maximize on energy savings. A tool that they've already gotten, they've already paid for, that uh, they can be utilizing at really no additional cost. So really not maximizing it, not managing it, kind of forgetting that it's there running in the background. Exactly. And I think you make a great point of just doing a walkthrough. I mean, for so many reasons, we should be walking through our facilities uh, later in the evening uh, to see what's on, but also earlier in the day. I know in, in terms of risk management, that even ties into just seeing what's happening in our building and understanding uh, you know, what's, what's going on. Again, when people are coming in, when they're leaving, what's being used and, and what's not being used. And, you know, are the lights on? Are the outside lights on at the right time? Uh, from a security standpoint, That's right. were, did they stay on long enough in the morning? Did they stay uh, come on early enough in the evening so that people were safe going to their automobiles, but yet we're not wasting energy uh, to do that? I think it only takes a couple of minutes to do that or, or just a small amount of time to, to check on those things in our facilities. Or even if you have a large facility and you have a staff, just you know, 10 minutes of their day going through and making uh, or doing those visual checks will make a huge impact. And, and you can do it very quickly. Uh, you know, walking into a mechanical room, I used to say uh, you could learn a lot just by walking in a mechanical room and listening for a few moments, listening to uh, wind whistling, uh, maybe uh, there's uh, a sound that is unusual that you ought to check out, you ought to investigate. And usually what that means is you're wasting energy. 
If something is not running properly, if there's a damper left open, if the damper's closed, you're usually probably wasting energy. That even goes, that goes back to just being familiar with your facility and your systems and for you to know what it sounds like when everything is running efficiently. Exactly. So uh, I'd like to just encourage uh, all of our listeners to really kind of know your energy data, get a handle on your energy bills, uh, know what it says, how to read them, how to interpret them. Uh, there's a lot of free help out there as well. Your utility provider will help you with that. Uh, know your buildings. Know their, how they're being utilized. Know how they're being scheduled. Uh, know your building systems. What type of systems do you have? Can you manage them a little better? Uh, encourage your employees to uh, uh, getting in uh, tune with a behavioral uh, modification of taking some responsibility, of turning things off, uh, turning things off in their, in their offices and under their desk and so forth. And then uh, really look into uh, technology as how it's, um, how it's being utilized. Make sure sensors are calibrated correctly. Make sure that you're uh, using the system the way it was designed or even improving on the design as oftentimes buildings change over time and, and the utilization of it changes. Well, I know those things are, are work, but the thing is it's really going to pay for itself if you begin to, to take into consideration, you know, manage your BAS, walking through your facilities, uh, encourage behavioral change, letting folks know how much you're spending and their impact on the energy spend. So all really good things. So, uh, Tony, uh, it's been great to be with you again today, and I hope our audience finds some uh, information here that's useful in helping manage their utilities. And uh, we're going to dive deeper into this uh, later in some other sections. I'll definitely. Papa Papa Dude, it's been a pleasure. Appreciate your time. Look forward to talking to you next week. Thank you for listening to the Facility Dude podcast. We love to hear your feedback about the show. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes and help other facility operations professionals like yourself find the show. Email your questions or comments to podcast at facilitydude.com. Be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Facility Dude. We look forward to hearing from you.